Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. This is what the podcast is? Yeah. Um, this feels right. Hey, hi. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hello. Um, listen. Listen Whoa. here. Listen now. My name is David Bell. I hear you. What? Hi. Listen more. <laughs> Keep listening. I'm Cody Johnston, name-wise. Right. Now that you've listened, mm-hmm. uh, listen, we, 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 uh, we just watched Glass, Glass Onion. Glass Onion. A knives, a knives Out Mystery. A knives Out Mystery. To be precise. I've invited you all to my island. Hi. Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead, will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. This is truly delightful. Across the island, I've hidden clues. You will have to closely observe each other. If anyone can name the killer, that person wins our game. Any questions? <laughs> Alibari. That has a kick. Brian Johnson did not want the Knives Out mystery part. I remember hearing that in an interview. He was right uh, to not want that. <laughs> yeah, a bad idea. I get why they did it, but they didn't really have to either. I don't know. Call it a uh, Benoit Blanc mystery. Yes. That's like, the if you're character that it. is in all of them. <laughs> like, no one's yeah. like, ooh, the Knives Out cinematic universe. Right. It's like if we called James Bond, what, Dr. No was the first one? Like, exactly. it'd be weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, first uh, of all, Cody. Yeah, it's like a study, a study in Scarlet mystery. Right. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's no, we like Sherlock Holmes. We know the deal. It's fine. Yeah, it's his name. Um, Cody, thank you. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for guesting, being my guest co-host. Uh, do you want to, at the top of this, just plug anything? Get get the pluggies? Do the plug- oh. plugs? Well, first of all, you're so welcome for being here. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for the opportunity to plug all the pluggables. Yeah. And what what would I say? Um, hi, I'm Cody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, check out... All right, plugs some- over. No, Good. fuck! Oh, Good job. Shit! Uh, plug my name Uh, check out some more news on YouTube and podcasts and also another podcast called even more news we got Patreon we got news we got uh, Google my name for Twitter which I love by the way Um, yeah that's all the stuff you probably know you're probably familiar do you do are you still doing music what's the Uh, music still doing music Um, if you are listening to this podcast later in the future um, uh, my band's name is The Hot Shapes um, and we're working on an album now maybe I'll post some demos or previews soon because I'm getting a little antsy Um, but yeah I still do music Uh, I'm gonna probably start live streaming uh, playing some originals or just sort of noodling around on Instagram or TikTok uh, or some third platform. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, everybody check that out. And um, all right, I guess starting with the question, I didn't actually, so I just sort of asked you to be on this um, mm. 
for no other reason than I knew you had watched it uh, and it, we yeah. had like briefly talked about it, but I never really asked, how do you, how, how did you like Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery? Uh, that's a good question. Um, Isn't it? Because I never really, I, I uh, my, so my, my introduction to this movie was actually, well, aside from like knowing about it and seeing trailers, um, was that, uh, redacted uh, ben shapiro thread about it um, it's redacted no i was i didn't know if you want me to mention him or <laughs> bring oh, that's any up of to that you. into here because i i know we're gonna probably talk about that in other uh places so that was really up to you you you're more than welcome to talk about it i have plenty to say about this movie regardless of him Same. but it yeah, is exactly. very funny um, but yeah, that was sort of my introduction to it. Um, and then I watched it after the fact. Um, I so, But to answer your question, I guess my answer would be, um, yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't think it's... Uh, I think I had the impulse to because of that thread and things like, like ah, yeah, fucking this idiot doesn't get the brilliance of... No, it's fine. Um, I uh, think it's fun and I enjoy the little... his little mystery movies. Um, I probably wouldn't say it's better than the first one um and i probably think that the third one will be better than this one too um for reasons we can get into wait just to be clear you think this is better than the first one and no i third... don't oh okay I, oh, I probably not i think the first one is probably better than this and i think the third one will probably be, be better than this as well i need um, to re-watch the first one so we we actually reviewed the first one and both me and tom were like lukewarm on it mm-hmm. and um I'm having an interesting time. I also wanted to do this because it's it's up for best screenplay, and I've been trying to do the things oh, that are like kind of okay. swimming around the Oscars. Not that it matters. Right. Um, and then we had covered it, and this one it happened during like Christmas break, so I just didn't cover it. Um, and this is all to say, I watched it back in December, and then I watched it the other day, and I kind of really like it upon rewatch. Um, like I I agree with you. The first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that was okay. The second yeah. time I was kind of like, shit, this is actually really well made. I mm. uh, and and um so I like was kind of conflicted with it. It is like yeah, I I I do actually think like what Ben Shapiro said was like, oh, he completely didn't understand it. Like, yes, this movie isn't genius, mind you, but watching it the second time and knowing what he's doing, I was way more impressed. Oh right. yeah, I, that makes sense. Because yeah. well, because I think a lot of people's um, reactions to the movie, um, and I, I like from the beginning. I'm not gonna say like oh, I fucking called it from the beginning, but like right. it was, it wasn't like super surprising to me ever. Um, it yes. was more just like oh, this is fun. Okay, I kind of get what they're doing here. Um, and I know a lot of people are sort of put off by the you know most movies when they're written. Um, they're edited and uh, they're, you know, they, the writers take into account what happens in the movie and maybe puts uh-huh. like foreshadowing in the beginning. Maybe, maybe uh, puts a little hints or things that might, uh, like you're saying, on second viewing have more context that makes it actually really, really good. Um, like I know, like I saw people complain about like the, even just the opening sequence with all these people doing the puzzles um, and like there are all these stupid puzzles and like they don't they, like like again like just sort of seeing a microcosm of what the whole movie is and not enjoying Mm -hmm. it because they don't know that's what it is yet um and i think that there's some element of that that is good filmmaking and some of it is like also not necessarily good because you want people to enjoy it the first time 
Yes, I you know? I do. Yeah, I do have one major like note uh, about this. I just I what the big the big thing, and obviously, folks, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah, but I think the big thing that rubbed me the wrong way with the first Knives Out and still rubbed me the wrong way with this one is that they aren't really murder mysteries i mean they technically no, are they're not but though, they, you're right yeah but they're not the mystery isn't who did it the there is a mystery but the mystery the thing that's supposed to be solved is actually like a, a meta thing it's the screenwriting and what i mean is that the film itself is presenting itself in a uh dishonest way mm-hmm. and so it creates a situation where if you're watching and you're re- if you know that you're like, okay, how is the movie going to right. trick me? How is the movie tricking me? What is the, the what is the mystery of like how did it happen? Right. Like, and that is solvable in real time. Uh you can solve that. And so like uh, I do I do think this mo- this movie could do a better job with not revealing who did it because I think also this movie is just as much that as it is a satire, right? Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, almost the, like a, it's, there's, it's, again, this is sort of why I think maybe the third one is going to be, like, much better, because yeah. this movie seemed so much to be, like, about the Knives Out series of movies, in a way. Um, right. And, and, like, the idea of him even doing these mysteries, and, like, the idea of a mystery, and, like, all this stuff going on where it's like, no, 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 just go do, just go do one. Um, that doesn't have to have this sort of meta layer about the movies being made um, and just do a fun little romp, you know? Yeah. Um, I would compare this to like Clue because Clue is also not a whodunit in the traditional sense. No, not at all. uh, It's satire. There are three options. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They very clearly say at the end, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, But also Clue is... See, what, what I realized, because Clue does this a little bit, but both knives out and glass onion i think the thing ryan johnson realized is that um the the one of the common threads of a murder mystery is it takes place in a fancy house Mm -hmm. and what that means is rich people and he immediately realized okay knives out is going to be a satire on rich people about old money and the idea that these people um you know it, it doesn't matter what their political affiliation is Money is actually what they care about. Yeah, exactly. And this one took that and started with that because they're all very clearly different. You know, we have Dave Bautista, who is like the Andrew Tate. Uh, We have the like the Democrat lefty um, uh, congresswoman. We have like an influencer uh, and so on and so forth. And they're all at this tech guy's house who is, you know, a bunch of tech people rolled together, one of which very obviously being Musk. Um, And so it's like, okay, this is new money and like disruptor culture and what that actually means and what does disruption really mean and i would say like as a satire it's a little more bold than i expected it to be i think Um, i don't know about yeah that's well so i think that's and that's i think the way to sort of watch it which i think some people like you're saying like well they wanted like a murder mystery and that's not really what it is uh that's the tone um, and like the setting and there's like the plot of a murder, but like it, what you're saying is like, no, it's more a satire about this aspect of culture, or this, this, these figures in, in our society. Um, and like, 
the yeah the disruption and what that what it actually means and who these people actually are and what they actually believe um and i love the scene where he explains disruptors and he's like people are going to tell you to stop and they're going to keep telling the way he says it in such an inspirational way where he's describing being an asshole yes is what he's actually describing um for no purpose too that's the thing where like when he's describing when he's doing that scene it's it's like for the it's for the purpose of disruption like there's no driving factor uh beyond like we'll be a disruptor be an asshole do these things and right. then you're doing them it's not like well we believe this about society or or uh things should be working this way instead or here's the system that doesn't work it's just these vagaries uh that are completely empty that don't really mean anything so the the motivation behind it is just to be seen as that right because throughout obviously he is the person with the most to lose he is incredibly wealthy uh and incredible and like like protective and like it's like the part where um uh, she says i'm a truth teller and some people can't handle it is another version where it's hilarious that she says that right after she gets told off they all mm-hmm. get told off and they can't handle it like that's the idea is that right. they're just like they have this feeling of like we want to be counterculture but you simply can't be when you're just a bunch of rich dicks yeah, in that exactly. position. You're getting a, uh, a, a COVID cure to go to a fancy yeah. island, right? Like, I love that they did that. That was great. That's really great. Uh, very. Uh, it makes the movie easier to film because yeah. uh, so, you forget about it. But also it says a lot. It's very, very funny. Well, that was what was interesting because I assume this was shot during the pr- pandemic. I didn't look into it, but the COVID is a big part of it and they work it in in a way that like these are the things i noticed this second watch where i was like that's very smart like little screenwriting moments where i'm just like that's very smart Mm -hmm. the covid where they the movie opens on this senator doing an interview and you can as you can tell like she's not the co the pandemic isn't going the same way for her Mm -hmm. as everybody else right right? she has assistants makeup artists she's got a camera and then they show everybody else during it and like one person's just partying in a room full of people with yo-yo ma or whatever yeah and the idea is like and then when they show up uh, yeah to go to the island they get sprayed with just a magic spray um which is very funny right it already wasn't it already wasn't affecting their lives in any meaningful way um and they still managed to like get the magic cure that makes their lives even better yeah it's 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 just a great way to establish who these people are Uh, and obviously the puzzle the puzzle of course sets the stage and this is the thing that i actually i think personally um i didn't love about the movie but um the the idea of the puzzle is all these if you haven't seen it which i don't know why you're listening to this yeah like get out of here get get or no stay stay no 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 subscribe and uh, right uh, all that but also get out of here but also yeah just go watch the movie or whatever it's on it's on netflix everybody has that netflix right now yeah right now yeah (laughs) Yeah, for the moment everybody (laughs) has netflix uh but uh the the puzzle box they all get it and the idea is all the puzzles are like they're not easy but they're not like complex and everybody's loving it and then they cut to the one person who doesn't care and she just breaks it open and like that says a lot of things um it's obviously foreshadowing the ending but it's also saying this guy is only a genius if you meet him on his level right right yeah like because it's not the puzzle box in the end isn't that smart uh and that's what they're pointing out is like you could just crack this open uh at any point like 
but if you meet him at his level and then you're, it you're, seems complicated and interesting and yeah yeah but that that i think is my personal misstep and this is again i know why ryan johnson does this because he can't help himself but so again for if you haven't seen the movie they're going to like they they get sprayed with this like covid cure the idea is edward norton is like tech genius um and that is what is sort of established but right away he's clearly kind of a dummy he's kind of a silly guy and a liar um and a liar yeah and well that's the thing at the end the the twist is he's the killer and the the reason he figures that out daniel craig is because he realizes oh this guy's an idiot yeah um he's not he's just lies and he steals and he's not very bright in order to have that twist work, he should be the movie should actually treat him like a revolutionary figure before that is what I'm getting to. Oh, so you is just that, think that he seemed a little too stupid right off the bat. That's how I I don't know about you, but like I want to talk about what did you catch the first time? And the thing I caught was they kept saying like, oh, it wouldn't be him. That would be, you know, only a dumb person would do that. And right, they've established right. that he's kind of a clown. And it was like, well, he doesn't seem like a he seems like kind of a dumb person by your rules so right, like, you're already displaying that exactly it's the thing where it's like he can't help but to like i, I just i know this isn't about the whodunit but it'd actually be not that hard like i think that would have been a funnier reveal if the movie treated him that way a little closer right well because yeah. like um i well so uh i i well a few things we'll get to this part i'm sure i saw the murder happen i saw him do the murder i yep. noticed it when it happened i was like oh oh yeah of course there we go um and uh and then more of the movie happened we'll, we'll get to that um yes. i kind of assumed uh right off the bat based on the premise of the movie that he did it um even though there wasn't really a murder that was clear at that point but just right. sort of like okay uh really really wealthy guy getting all of his friends together for a, a murder mystery uh party or whatever um for the weekend uh and Benoit Blanc is there and like just like a few things in the beginning I was like oh so he probably he's a murderer probably like right. just like just knowing the genre and knowing some of the pieces that were being put in place I was like oh it'll probably end up being him. Um, so yeah, because which is fine. Cause I think that's also like what the movie and the movie says this, uh, a few, like the, literally the title it's, it's right there in the title. It's a glass onion. It seems very, very complicated. seems like there are all these layers, but actually it's completely transparent. There's not, yes. there's no substance to it. You can see right through it. And right, so again, in the beginning I was like, Oh, it's probably him. And then it was so like, yeah, the movie kind of, I, I see it doesn't what you're saying. It doesn't, yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't care. care. I do see what you're saying of like, it would be, it would be been fun to sort of have the, he's a dummy slowly become uh, obvious. But also I think it's a testament to the movie that like, no, from the, from the first scene, a, a good portion of viewers might think like, oh, it's probably him. Um, and then the movie happens and it kind of tries to veer you away, but then it comes back down to it. It's like, oh yeah, no, it was a glass onion the entire time. Uh, right. I think what it is without spoiling knives out is I would argue knives out is also a glass onion. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like a little like, mm, because right. knives out, it's the same thing where you're like, well, who's the, who's the 
act big actor here Ex- who's yes, gonna, exactly yeah, yeah and yeah. who's someone who can play jerks and so on and then it's like yeah with edward norton who's, it's like well he plays yeah. villains why else he would be here oh maybe that's a misdirect no it's it's just him uh um, you know who we also played is the hulk he sure did he's an avenger so maybe he is an avenger know, maybe we'll get some hemsworth in number three. Oh, that'd be amazing or if he just kept doing yeah just, yeah. just get an avenger to come be a oh, murderer <laughs> robert downey jr would be great in one of these he would be Holy amazing shit. in one of these actually yeah and everybody wants to be it ethan hawk essentially plays an extra in this like That's he just right. shows yeah. up to spray the cure and it's oh, like i forgot that was him That's yeah. so so weird it's just like what is going on here yeah. i mean yo-yo mom was another that's a cameo i guess but ethan hawk it's like yeah like you're ethan playing hawk a thing character. is not a cameo that's a weird that's just a weird role that he decided yeah, he wanted to do did you need a couple grand and you're like let me jump in yeah, there i'll do and it make, i'll go to an um, island yeah. and film um but uh but oh yeah so actually the first thing that really set me off which I, is obviously very on purpose um it's when he plays uh blackbird uh on uh he like plays blackbird kind of poorly and performatively um right. when they arrive and i think is it bunny is that kate cutson's character i uh, birdie birdie it's birdie birdie um so and then birdie's like oh my favorite song you remembered and he's like yeah it was uh i this is the guitar that paul mccartney wrote the song on and then he like throws it on the ground <laughs> yeah uh it's like okay so not only uh are you a liar um you're also dumb and you don't actually have any sort of like and this again it comes back to more stuff that we'll talk about later i'm sure but just sort of like this uh false reverence for art and for like masterpieces and beautiful things um that he says that he has um and uh it's the first instance of like oh no he's actually full he's completely full of shit yeah Um, exactly and you get that vibe throughout where you're like this you know the fucking philip glass dong yeah like it's just he is a joke from beginning to end which is why like the puzzles didn't make anything yeah 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 and he's keeps saying it and maybe it's because i'm already i was already geared towards like i was already in tuned with that um, but it was seemed very obvious. That doesn't mean I immediately was like he did it, but I was like, man, he is top of my list here. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's that's. I, I think didn't that's see. Yeah, thing, I didn't yeah. see the murder and rewatching that scene. That scene is fucking great, by the way. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's and this is and this is also why I saw the murder um, because a murder hadn't happened for as Ben complains the murder doesn't happen for like an hour um and then there's this scene and like it's filmed in such a way and it's performed in such a way and it's the editing the music and everything is like oh a murder is about to happen like it tells right. you um that there's a murder going to happen and then what it you don't realize <laughs> yeah what you don't realize is you're watching the murder happen right it's the glass onion thing where while edward norton's talking and you think he's the target right because that's the thing is until he doesn't die I just kind of assumed he was going to die because he's the big name. So it's like, right. you're either going to die or you're going to be the killer, I guess. And, uh, and so you're watching him make a drink and you're not thinking about it. And you're like, Oh, like what you realize later is he is making a drink to poison Dave Batista. Uh, and he's doing it in real time in front of you. And if you don't notice the glass thing, which right. I didn't the second time around, I was like, Oh shit. 
he's murdering him right they're now. doing it yeah and <laughs> yeah. like and like all the the very uh frenetic like editing going on too like jumping yeah. from a lot of people and like there's like dancing and it creates this tension that lets you even if you don't think that you know like oh murder's about to happen it makes you feel that way um, right. it's really effective and then yeah and then it happens and you realize oh he's doing it when they were showing it um and because he literally like he just hands i remember watching it and being like wait did he just hand him that glass i i think i said out loud oh dave patisse is gonna die yep <laughs> uh and then he died i was like okay he did it and then they do the whole like false memory thing and for a second i was like fuck is this movie gaslighting me for like i was like <laughs> did, I, did i see it wrong um it's very effective and good um it really is there's little things there's big things i want to talk about the mystery of the movie um and what like why the writing is so again you feel like i i i get why someone might feel tricked by it um cheated in a way Mm -hmm. the first time they watch it if they're expecting a murder mystery right. which not to defend ben shapiro i think that's what happened i think he felt dumb or he fe felt oh 100 he felt like he was watching a murder mystery um well i think it's two it's two things it, he was watching it in a way that like that's not what the movie is uh and you so you're right about that but also i think that he realized how obvious it was once it was obvious right so like right. the movie ended and it was like obviously it's this so he thought the movie was calling him stupid and so right. he felt stupid for not solving the mystery right um <laughs> but like if you read the rest of his thread it's like well some of it you weren't even paying attention when you're watching a murder mystery you're supposed to pay attention to see if there are clues right i don't think he knew what to pay attention to and that's what right. it is exactly is that and part of it's like yeah i don't think he's a you know he he doesn't really know yeah he's not right any, yeah, i would exactly. argue yeah um i don't think he has a good screenwriting sense not that i'm a genius at that but watching it again from a screenwriting perspective i realize like that's where the puzzle is things like so for people again for for, for, worse, for some reason not seeing it Basically, the movie does something halfway through. We follow Daniel Craig, and the beauty of his character from the start is he's Columbo. You don't know if he's actually oblivious, because we don't know. We, they're right. not going to get away. Yeah, they'll have trouble getting away with this later, but we've only been with them for two movies. Well, one movie, and now this one. And so you, you, you don't quite know. Like, he just seems charmed by it all. And like right. a little it's sim like how when when does he know when does he figured it out and right. in both in both movies cases it's like oh before he made it clear like it's yeah. yeah well that's what makes it really good is he shows up at the island and they introduce a mystery which is who invited you you weren't invited and so you think because from then on Daniel Craig he starts suspecting people and looking around mm -hmm. and you assume he's doing that because he realizes he wasn't invited and someone and he's like so what's going on right like you invited me why am i here yeah yeah and there must be something up and he says it to edward norton later like this feels like a setting up of a murder um but what so halfway through the movie what you re find out is that one of the characters her name is andy she is edward norton's ex-partner uh and she's on the island and you're and she's like scorned she's quiet she's she's mad and we learn that he pushed her out of the business um she's actually dead and what we learn is that her twin sister found her dead didn't report it more or less and uh and then went to daniel craig's character 
and basically was like, I know she was murdered because she had some evidence against Edward Norton. So you kind of know right away he's dirty. That's the other thing mm-hmm. is the misdirect is, okay, he's a bad guy. He might have had her killed, but who did the murder? That's what they're kind of establishing. Right. And of course, the twist is no one did. It was just him. Uh, but uh, so what they you learn is that Daniel Craig has decided you should go to this event as your sister i'll go and act like i got a invitation uh and so you realize that the entire first half of the movie was lying to you you weren't seeing it from the character's perspective what's fascinating is re-watching it it works both ways uh and i really liked that hmm. for example when they they have a um when when um the character andy walks up to uh uh daniel craig she turns to him and says, this rich people shit is weird. And you think she's, it's like an opening conversation. What you realize later is they already know each other. And she's mm-hmm. saying it like, there's little things like that. Yeah. Her yeah, yeah. Stern and put off. We learn she's actually awkward and doesn't know what right, she's doing. She's trying to pretend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like when they rewatch it, it's a, it's a fun trick of saying, Oh, all those scenes you saw before, they also work in this context. And right, it, no, and, that's and what it I, works really yeah. well. That's what I kind of um, I like not having the same like second watching experience, but just even just watching it the first time, like kind of assuming that that was the case because like what you're talking about is just like it's very it's actually very well written. <laughs> like yeah. why There's like also... why was he nominated for this fucking screenplay? You know, it's yeah. just a goofy little thing, but like. Uh, that's i think what takes so much away from this idea that like well you were tricked no it's not a trick they didn't lie to you like it's not like i think there's this assumption once the like the that halfway mark like twist happens where it's like oh there's a twin and it's this i think once that happens people assume like oh so they were just like lying the whole time and pretending but because like what you're saying it works in both contexts they very carefully wrote it so that it's not actually dishonest they're being completely upfront with you and honest about who this person is because she's acting realistically right as if she's in that situation i would also argue it is somewhat solvable before that twist not completely because every murder mystery you might be able to get the, the you know a broad the broad strokes right but you're oh, not gonna I know all the details. this person or i'm suspicious yeah. of this but yeah it's not because what re-watching it the thing i realized is you can look at daniel craig and go he's up to something from the start like little things like when when um andy first shows up everybody's looking at her mm-hmm. except for daniel craig he's looking at them yeah because he wants to see he who's wants to surprised. See who's surprised yeah exactly yeah little things like that where when you rewatch it you're like oh i know what he's doing there. he's instantly um, on the case instead of yeah yeah and it's it's very every conversation he has he walks up to people and, and says oh it's weird that she's here you guys all seem to be uh worried about that mm, yeah like yeah. everything he does on the second rewatch you realize like oh he's doing it to solve that case and it all matches up and it is extremely good writing i think in the end yeah that's what yeah that's why i think i'm also a little torn on like the verdict i guess because that's all true and it is really good writing and it's very clever and it works um but i also think that movies should generally be really enjoyable from start to finish the first time you watch it yes and not require that sort of like oh if you watch it again you can kind of see all this stuff but also it's a murder mystery so i think it kind of gets away with 
again, it's not yeah. really a mystery, but it is. Well, he gets away with that a little bit. Um, that's but- the thing is, I do believe I I'm a big murder mystery fan, which is why I was put off initially by these films because I wanted to just watch a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And what they're establishing is like this: they're just throwing that out the window again without spoiling knives out. They throw that out pretty quick. And and there's still like kind of a mystery element, but it's sort of again, it's it's sometimes frustrating when you're it. like, mm, I kind of wish you could have done both. I feel like you could have done both more. That's what it yeah. is. Uh, and right, because so, like, a lot of that movie is less like who did it and how did it happen, and more just like, well, now what happens? What do they do now? Yeah, um, and yeah. it very much w- runs in line with like why I don't like mystery boxes, which is that. Most of the time, if a movie says, by the way, we weren't showing you everything and now we're going to give you a twist. How smart are we? My feeling is that's not smart at all. Right. You just withheld information. Yes, exactly. It's either like, oh, these characters should have shared information because that's what they would have done. Or the movie is is like just like half the stories. It's not like up like available to you. Right. That's why I think more than anything, this is more like Clue because Clue does that. And Clue, like the whole point being that this, none of this is really, this is just a satire and murder mystery. And it's more, I would say, a comedy satire than a mystery at all. Uh, Yeah, Uh, this, I mean, I definitely wouldn't, uh, like, especially after Glass Onion, but even Knives Out, like it's a very, it's a funny comedy um, that happens to take place when somebody dies um right it's like it's like a spoof it's almost a parody on murder mysteries mm-hmm. i would say yeah and it's just this one character has this air about him like oh you're like the detective you solve the mysteries but it's not really that um and yeah it's like you're saying it's like satire on 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 wealth and uh different types of money and the people who uh who live those lives um so it is a bit of a misrepresentation of the genre that it's trying to be but also i feel like the movie makes it kind of clear that that's what it is yeah my yeah my feeling on this movie and this is why i agree with you where it's like the first time around a movie should be enjoyable but my feeling on this movie was i came into this movie more ready to not mm-hmm. like knives out was the one that was like oh that's a that's a bummer uh, right, it was right. still i still really liked the satire of it um I was I like, very surprised actually when I because I, I didn't watch Knives Out until this mm-hmm. came out because like oh I should watch Knives Out before watching Glass Onion oh yeah and I was kind of like wait it's just it's not a mystery at all really it's just like they keep showing you different angles or memories or whatever um, so I did right, have that same yeah. sort of like kind of disappointed but like ultimately I was like yeah it's fun yeah exactly like here's a fun movie about how rich people suck yeah. um, and I would say I was more ready for it this time. So that's why I was just like, yeah, hit me with it, you know? Right, right. I wasn't even most of the time trying to solve anything because in my mind, I was like, you're not going to do the mystery. You're going to do some other bullshit. Right. Um, and I actually, the, the, like, the mystery in my head was what is the social commentary mm-hmm. are you going to make? Which it's a little similar, but like I do like what they did with the idea of disruptors and Edward Norton and of course the Mona Lisa and the entire arc there. Oh, it's which so is great. That, yeah. With, yeah. With her. Yeah. You go. Describe. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just, well, no, it, it's yeah. fine. Uh, to explain to people, he has the actual Mona Lisa is the plot point. 
he got it on loan because the Louvre is closed because it's the pandemic. And it has a, if, if you so much as light a lighter in the room, it gets this protective glass, just like locks it. But he, as he points out, he, he created a, uh, like a, like a little release so you can open it with this, uh, by pressing a statue. And what it immediately shows is like, you would, you immediately see that hubris, right? Um, yeah, it's absurd. You like, yeah. you're like, wh- what are you, why, why are you doing this? Like, it's, and what it, he, no- yeah. And what he says is he's always wanted to be mentioned in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa, which is perfect. It is the, what disruptors people like Elon Musk love to think about, right? It's what we did in Star Trek where they're talking about the Wright brothers and Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Like they all want to be the next. Yeah. They crave Tesla. a legacy. Um, yeah. And like their name being linked to a legacy when like, as we talked before, most people who have a legacy simply did. They did the things. Right. They weren't they thinking didn't. about like, oh, I hope they remember my name. You know, like, yeah, it was just like they, no, their actions led them to that. Right. Um, it's it's top down where he like he wants to be remembered, so he's trying to aim for that instead of starting. Yeah, where, like with doing good things. Like it's it's perfect. I thought. Yeah. And then he introduces clear, and they did a great job introducing clear. I just this is one of those really little moments, and there's moments like this throughout, but I where he picks up he shows them clear and immediately he goes think fast and throws it to (laughs) daniel craig and the senator gasps when he throws it and so in that moment Mm. you know everything about clear without like you know like he and you know everything about him all about him and the people around him who are like kind of just there for the ride, but fear like what he's capable of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause we learn clear is a, uh, I don't know, like a, a super fuel and he thinks it's going to change the world, but he's pushing it. It's very clear that it's not, it's not tested well. And what they learned is that like, if it gets in the vents, it's going to blow everything up. Um, and so of course these two elements come together at the end. Um, and it could have been a better time. Cause I think this was right around people throwing shit at art. Um, because, Mm-hmm. The ending is basically they they fi- find him out, but he burns the evidence and he's like, who's going to fucking stop me? And the idea is all the people around him are too like all the the thing that there's a great scene where he talks about what everybody around him has accomplished um, mm-hmm. and what he's oh actually. God, po- so good, yeah. yeah. And he's saying like, you know, uh, uh, Dave Batista, you're the first Twitch streamer to do this and so on and so forth. But what we gets revealed is there. The only reason any of them have done that is because of him. It's not about what they did. It's about who they knew. They knew a right. rich guy. And so the idea is they're all, they, they're all just uh, completely loyal to him. Yeah. They're like little ghosts. They're like there are these illusions of people uh, who yeah. were created by him to, yeah. It's perfect because then at the end, what happens is, so he's like, who's going to fucking testify against me and no one will. Uh, Daniel Craig ha- hands um, the character Andy, was Janelle Monet, by the way, who's killing it. Yeah, she's um, Yeah, uh, and she uh, and she throws the clear in a fire, and at first she's just smashing things. They think it's cool, like oh, this is disruption. Yeah, we're having. And yeah, then, exactly. Right, and they're like, we're making a bonfire, and then we're smashing stuff, and then they realize, oh no, she's blowing up the building, and then the fir- the next thing she does, her last thing, is run up to that. Uh, the trigger for the Mona Lisa and open it and burns the Mona Lisa. And it's that idea of like, act like it's, it's 
it's the it's fake disruption versus real disruption which is that like fuck the mona lisa <laughs> yeah it's like, really fuck it. yeah fuck it uh because the system that is allowing it to be in this man's home for this purpose uh is absurd and yeah. should not exist and so we're going it's a, I, I i wish i had the actual quote in front of me um, but during that scene where he is telling, he's like, you're, you were talking about where he'd like, he says like, oh yeah, this guy, he's the first Twitch streamer to do this and this and this. He describes disruption in this way. That's like, first you break something that like nobody kind of cares about or like that, like maybe right. gets you attention, but like, it's not actually like going to, uh, um, going to, uh, harm anybody. And then you break something bigger and then that gets even more attention. And then people, uh, maybe start to join in because they want to they want to they want to help out and then you go for the thing that like nobody would ever break you you use that momentum to break the big thing that would actually like destroy like the system that's in place yeah and he, he says, he's nobody wants shit. you to break the system is yeah. how he ends exactly um and he's full of he's full of shit but what he's describing is literally that last scene where she breaks a little thing and then breaks another bigger thing everyone joins in and then she goes for the thing that nobody would ever touch nobody would ever consider breaking which is Mona Lisa in this case um and then burns it down uh it's, yep. again very like very good screenwriting very good screenwriting and of course the idea the the punchline is she's like you wanted to be remembered with in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa congratulations basically he is now the man who destroyed it which yeah. it perfectly encapsulates <laughs> yeah it perfectly encapsulates that tech bro mentality which is like in the end the thing they want they end up just being the villain of history mm -hmm. like you want to be tesla you end up edison you know exactly uh yeah. and uh and of course that also means he's fucked financially clear nobody's gonna want clear it's very clearly volatile. They kind of yada yada it, but it's enough for everybody around him to basically realize he's ruined. And so everybody turns on him. Yeah, we don't need to hang on anymore. So yeah, which is good because it, it makes them do the right thing while not being good people still. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah. there's no like, it's just like, okay, you're doing the bare minimum when you know it costs you nothing like the final moment is like okay he's ruined and you're you'll be fine if you uh step away um because also he murdered that woman <laughs> like aside from everything yeah. else yeah burned down the mona lisa uh clear is uh not going forward and also he's a murderer yeah exactly and i think one of them even says like oh yeah i saw him on that day when exactly, he actually yeah. didn't and it's right, like the guy oh, who saw them on the day was also murdered by him <laughs> yeah so they're just like we're gonna fuck you now um, because they know that's the, yeah, they, they, they probably can honestly get a better situation for themselves by doing yes. that too. Um, now, cause it is probably not before because he's yeah. this powerful billionaire, but then after they know that it's safe for them to do, they can. Right. Because well, it. yeah, it's all about that. Like the thing we learned with Dave Batista is that of course he blackmailed Edward Norton, which is why he killed. He blackmails him in the moment, which it's again, so when you rewatch yeah, that, yeah. the performance, you're like, "Oh, he definitely blackmails him in that yes. moment," um, because he basically says, "Like, hey, look at these numbers. Uh, maybe I can get my own show now." Because he wants this, like, you know, his own special show. And Edward Norton's like, "Oh, this changes everything, buddy." And what we learn is that he's learning in real time that Andy is actually dead because they held that from the pe press and he had seen Edward Norton at her house. So that's why Edward Norton in the moment kills him 
Yeah. He yeah he pan panics and then kills him uh, yeah. because he was just blackmailed and we saw every step of the way. And yeah. it is played in a way where like if you don't know, you're watching it like oh that's like that was the dialogue that was a scene like you're not it's not that suspicious um, yep. because of all the context and the the information they've given around these two characters right away. It was like okay if he had a successful video he might ask that you know right um, exactly it, it works yeah um it's uh yeah i love that i love um shit what was i gonna talk about oh yeah i, I mean also just how improvised the murder is how edward norton steals every idea including the lights going out mm -hmm. um i love that he just burns the napkin like they talk about his army of lawyers because again they're they're the key is like he's not in he's not like crafty he just has all this money and he's just a it's a blunt force you know yeah uh yeah he's always so like well. in panic mode or like he doesn't really know what he's doing and like even they they pepper this throughout like the murder mystery that the fake murder mystery that he was gonna do for his friends uh which is also like it's so <laughs> he's such a stupid man it's so funny yeah the, like the idea that like he murdered he murdered his old business partner and then to cover up for it over the weekend, he's going to have a fake murder mystery for his own murder. And it's like partly like he probably didn't even make that connection. And part right. of it he is like he did. Like, he's like, oh, oh, you know, what would be cool. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. a random, random idea. What if we did like a fake murder mystery? But then there's also part of it, it's like, oh, if I do this, then it'll, it'll seem like, well, he sh certainly he wouldn't have murdered somebody and then done a fake murder mystery. Like, this is a very funny thing from to do like right. two days after killing somebody. I remember people asking why would he send her the invitation if he had killed her, but that's like that's the most he does to have an alibi, right? Exactly. Is yeah. he's like, if I send her an invitation, then I'm innocent, right? I didn't know she was dead. Like it's it's not like that. They do a good job where it's like he's not a you know he's not a complete uh, dummy, but he is uh, like he's trying, and he's not like it's more of just like he super super hasn't earned like you could argue he's just a regular average guy right exactly like, yeah yeah just yeah didn't, didn't necessarily think it all the way through like had like the inkling of an idea like yeah send it to her too then it'll yeah. seem like why would you have sent it to somebody you know um but yeah just not enough doesn't think doesn't think it through and th thinks he's got this like powerful money armor you know yeah it's a it's a yeah it, i i really enjoyed it it's a, yeah it's a fun look at like a satire on that, the tech person, uh, I think. Yeah. Also, I just want to address something, I guess, what Ben Shapiro said, because he complained it was full of cliches. He was talking about, like, I think the bullet hitting the diary, twins, um, you mean that crap. Tropes that a parody would do. That's what I was about to <laughs> like, say. <laughs> like, come on. It's like, really funny. Like, th that's the other complaint I've seen, which is like, it's very tropey, and it's like, yeah. Again, so is Clue. It's the doing movie a Clue. send up of murder mysteries. Like, yeah. it's not. That's so. Yeah. What a. Dumb it's, it's, it's mystery cliches. It's poisonings, romances, puzzles, twins. Right. Like, right. Guess. Like, just the very, like, the setting of the of Knives Out. It's like, oh, the, such a cliche to do it in, like, a mansion. Yeah. It's a murder mystery at a mansion. What do you, like, yeah. what do you want? <laughs> um, That's why I think, like, it really helps to just. Think of the movie Clue and then think of this, which yeah. is like, it's a satire on rich people because that's what it is. 
that's that's I think mostly what it is. That is mostly what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, with and with then, the fun Benoit Blanc character that everyone enjoys watching. Like that's he's it. great. Um, but like that's uh, like, yeah, we want this character back, so let's do more of this kind of thing. Even like his other complaint, like well, one of his many complaints was that like uh, there like the murder didn't actually happen until like an hour in. Um, if you think of Clue, that murder doesn't happen for like 30 minutes or so like it, it's it's such a weird like oh complaint. yeah if you watch uh gosford park one of my favorite real murder mysteries the hour the, it doesn't happen until about an hour halfway through and that's like traditional like even like i mean obviously like you know some home stories like okay there's a murder i'm gonna go investigate but like uh even if this was a straight like murder mystery it wasn't like a send-up of the genre while not really being a murder mystery uh you that happens. You meet all the characters who are involved and you look for clues and motivations and stuff right. while they're interacting. And then the murder happens and then maybe you can put it together. Yeah. Like that is a part of it. Also, okay, Ben, if you're listening. Um, so Which the way are. screen writing works is like there's TV writing where the murder, like you mentioned Sherlock Holmes, those are like the original stories and stuff. You obviously, they're short stories. So you start with the murder, just like you do on a TV show. You start with the murder. Like a procedural, are, like a yeah. like a cop show. Like, but generally speaking, in a screenplay, there are two moments that a murder could happen like this, and it is in the twenty to thirty page mark, and that is the inciting incident, or and this is more traditional as we as we're pointing <laughs> out, it's at what is known as the point of no return, which is exactly the halfway point. Mm. So when you're doing a, a movie structure, the halfway point is supposed to be the moment that it's exactly what it sounds like no going back and the easiest way to do that is have a body on the floor inciting incident we've been invited to this thing right mm -hmm. that's your inciting incident it gets interesting when you start learning the things about the characters and you've yeah the, the fun in games which is the section after the first act to the uh point of no return is often when a murder mystery gives us all the motives exactly. and they give us all right. the characters and then the murder happens, point of no return, and then we're off to the races. But that's, yeah, it's just very funny that he was like, what the hell? Why did this thing happen when it's structurally supposed to in it's a screenplay? So it's so funny. Um, yeah. Daily Wire nothing... Studios, I can't wait for your other movies. Like, God. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, there's nothing wrong with not knowing about screenplay structure. But when you run a movie studio... <laughs> When you run like, a movie studio yeah. that's like built on spite and resentment for Hollywood, like yeah. where it's like, maybe you just don't like or know about movies. Maybe that's the problem. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. Maybe I mean, even you, like the reason why you think all movies are bad is yeah. because you don't like movies. You don't like them. Uh, even he even got facts wrong in it. I think he referred to the sweatshops that are revealed for like. Uh, uh birdie's uh product was like i think he said myanmar when they make it very clear it's uh bangladesh i believe i think it's bangladesh yeah um they say By it a couple way, times um and he just does not get it right and it's like well then maybe pay attention when you watch a movie yeah by the way that sweatshop gag that's one of those where i'm like has nobody written that yet like mm -hmm. it's 2022 the did you think a sweatshop is where they make sweatpants it's so funny yeah and it was one of those jokes where it's like of course of course that's a joke yeah why yeah exactly make the joke before yeah. that's amazing yeah why is that yeah. not an old joke yeah exactly yeah. why wasn't that in a movie in like the 80s yeah uh yeah i yeah i i 
I, I pretty much, I think we see eye to eye here. Is that, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro. Yes, really, really bad at watching movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, this movie is pretty fun. It's, I would also say ultimately it's okay. But I do invite you to rewatch it because I liked it way better the second time. The second time I was like, oh, yeah, this should get an Oscar. Like that was my feeling right. of like. This is like a little screenplay juggling trick. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's and I think that's sort of the artistry that gets glossed over because of like a lot of stuff you've talked about already of like people what people's expectations are of the movie um and how that's not what it is, but yeah, if you have if you have seen it and didn't quite enjoy it for a lot of the reasons we've like laid out I think yeah, you're right. Like watch it again yeah. and you'll probably like yeah. see these things. It's like, "Oh, I guess that is good. Um, it's just maybe not a great like first watch movie, which again I think is maybe an issue. But um, yeah, some of it is, is perception it, of of like the what mm. the movie is about. Yeah, yeah. And if you saw it and didn't like it because you just didn't like it, then you know that's fine too. This is America. It's just uh, I do think like it is. If you were yeah, if you were like that was pretty good. I think second viewing, you'll you'll like it a little more if you're paying attention to that stuff, yeah. um, if that's something you're into. I would argue, like, it never made me, like, laugh a lot. Um, I just, it's fun, you know? I just think it's a fun movie, you know? I watched yeah. it over the holidays with my family, and I was like, this is, a, this is something you do. You watch it with your family, you have a lot of fun. Yeah, that's kind of how I saw uh, the first one, too, where it's like, yeah. that was fun. Like I, I just remember seeing like so much praise for it, and like I was like, oh, I bet this this sounds like a life changing experience. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it was a fun movie. Um, I have um a very cynical theory behind that, which is look at just the climate we're at with movies. Yeah, where an original human like character based comedy yeah. or like comedy slash just a fun like you could you could argue it's kind of a blockbuster mm-hmm. it's kind of a four quadrant thing but the fact that there's just no i mean i was gonna say no explosions but that's not true that, right, um, right. the <laughs> fact the fact that it's a, a fairly muted character based thing people just haven't really gotten that in a while like yeah. we used to have this all over the fucking 90s and and you yeah know, just like fun that, little yeah um nothing like yeah too fancy but also like it's you know it's unique enough um in its perspective and presentation and yeah just a good time it's nice to see a satire that feels because ryan johnson as ben shapiro points out is a rich guy Mm -hmm. um and you know i just think it's interesting to watch a rich guy do a satire on on class that is more self-aware than -hmm. you expect where like in both movies both times they're like it's we're not doing politics we're doing class right and to see like kind of a satire for now um that feels like it's for now um and it's is it amazing no you know it's not amazing yeah but it's better than i would expect um and a lot and a lot of what it has to say yeah i would i think i agree with that better than one would expect um nothing like it's not like groundbreaking in any way i would say right but like if you're making a movie for like general audiences i think it's bold to say burn it down yeah (laughs) like i think that's a bold message to put at the end is like this disruption is this like that's stuff that you're seeping like you know into people's thoughts uh the average american because everybody's watching this and so Mm -hmm. it's like it's kind of cool 
that uh, he's using that platform to uh, say little things like this. Uh, yeah, you don't see a lot of that. And I think there's also an element. I don't think this suffered too much of from this problem of like, uh, you see a lot of like, um, I mean, White Lotus had a little bit of this in the first season, um, but various movies and shows where it's like, wow, this is just Twitter.com. You like lifted this discourse right. from Twitter or like you're trying to like, it's just very, it's too close. It's too like, ah, oh, this is what they talk about on Twitter. Right. And I look at the conflict and it's just like a little tiresome and not right. what I want from movies. And this has a little bit of that, but not in an obnoxious way where it's like yeah. oh he's sort of been absorbing some of this sentiment and like what he's saying about disruption and like the musks of the world like that's that's part of the discourse but it's not banging you over the head with it in a oh, twitter yeah. way he's not he's not leading the parade um if that makes sense he's in the yeah. rear which what i mean is that it's like these are all things that most people if they're engaged in politics probably are like yeah i know you know, right, and yeah, I would exactly. say both films do the same general message about class. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's not again, it's not amazing, um, but it's more than I expected for a movie mm-hmm. like this that's trying to aim for everybody. Um, yes, definitely more than I expected. Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I have no other thoughts. Do you have any thoughts? Um, I don't know if I have any other thoughts. I'm trying to I'm just going through it again. Um. I think that it's a bummer that it's on Netflix um, and in in theaters for half a week um, because this is also like this is the kind of movie where it's like, yeah, put these movies in theaters like these are the movies we want, you know, and there's just like people. I understand why he like signed this multi-million dollar deal to do it on Netflix, but um, it's also the kind of thing I was like, "Ah, I wish that it was a little more. Uh, leaning away from that streaming model uh, for like you're saying like not like it's not like you know reinventing the wheel or like spectacular but it is like kind of good and interesting in a way I would I I would have loved yeah keep it away from the streaming theaters yeah Um, but that's just how it is Um, I do I am curious to see like I was saying earlier that like this movie is very much seems like all right this second one is about how like <laughs> i don't want to do not i want, don't want to do this but like about like the mystery stuff and um, i i guess i just look forward to the third one which i assume will have something still not like a murder mystery murder mystery but something a little closer where it's not like the point of it isn't that it's so obvious right I see. This is the thing. I said that about this movie. I was like, mm. okay, he got his kicks in that. Yeah, yeah. And he did it anyway. That's the one thing that's like making me go, ah, I'm frustrated. Maybe it's like, just this I over would, and over. Yeah. I want to see Ryan Johnson actually try a murder mystery um, and not try right. to subvert it. But I just don't, or go the Watch other way. Brick, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's true. And I, I guess he he made Poker Face. That's on the television right now. Oh, that's right, with Natasha Leo. More legit, yeah. Yeah, and so like I guess what it is, he's getting his jollies out in other places, and then this is so like I don't know. I I'm just a big fan of the murder mystery genre. Mm-hmm. I know it's the most cliched genre, um, and there's only so much you can do with it, which is why a movie like this exists. Uh, right. But I I if, if you haven't seen Gosford Park. I, I talk about it all the time. You do, um, and I still have not seen it. Um, it's a good one in the sense that you don't know who did it. 
you can figure it out but there's no stunt casting or no you know how like uh-huh. there's there's that thing where it's like oh i wonder who did it it's probably that other actor that they keep cu- using yeah. like in every scene like when it's like there's three characters and one totally. the victim one watching the, the uh, hero. Uh, uh pushing daisies i mentioned this to you the other day and it's got like it's mur- a murder mystery every episode um it's very whimsical and it's a fairy tale sort of thing but it is right. that where it's like oh this person was really famous in 2005 and they're in this episode so right, they killed not, the person like yeah no, they're not yeah. gonna be a background character in this yeah. i would say gospel park does a good job because it's filled with um character like filled with um actors that you know mm-hmm. and it's and the the people who did it the, like you'll this isn't a spoiler everybody pretty much gets the exact same amount of time and mm-hmm. so that's why it like it really feels like by the end you're like man it could be any of these fucking honkies okay uh, and it works really well for that so yeah, that's Bottom our review of Gosford Park. Our review of Glass Onion is watch Gosford Park. Yeah, watch them both on Netflix until Netflix locks yeah. you out. Yeah, or until they say no, please don't, don't yeah. go to fmovies.com. Yeah, <laughs> where all your Avatar twos are available. Mm, good plug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's my final plug. <laughs> Well, shit, Cody. Thank you for being on this. Um, do you want to actually plug again your your stuff? You want to plug plug it in? Oh, you know what? Sure, why not? Uh, check out some more news um on YouTube and even more news on podcast applications. And my name is Cody Johnston. I've got uh all the social media platforms that you can think of. Yeah, you do. I love ending plugs when you do beginning cl- plugs for it's it's for the people who fast forwarded halfway through mm-hmm. the podcast and started listening from there yeah um, or the people who are just like get to the plugs yeah and exactly. don't know that's that all, they're at the beginning <laughs> that's all i want i just want the fucking plugs the fucking plugs man come uh, on who is this where where can i find you <laughs> speaking of which i'm gonna plug gamefully unemployed uh our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go on there for five dollars a month you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts such as tom and jeff watch batman and fox Mulder is a maniac we also watch movies with our, our, our buddies every Friday night. Uh, you can join that as well. There's a bunch of tiers. Check it out. We have a merch store, gamefullyunemployed.com. We'll send you to that merch store. That is it for plugs. Uh, and then, yeah, Gosford Park, Glass Onion, and that, what, that, that movie site you mentioned, yeah. and uh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, all good pluggable. These are all things. Check them all out. They're all equally good. 